five, four, three, two, fun. Hello and welcome to the Ready, Set, Pwn podcast, your premier source for everything that has to do with the Toronto Defiant and the Vancouver Titans. Yes, even when there are no games or players to speak of, really. Well, perhaps there's one. Uh, we'll get there. I'm your host, Alex at Omnistrife. Not LFT yet. Uh, no Chris tonight, of course. He'll be back for the next episode to discuss some uh, signing news, hopefully. Maybe. Who knows, really? And with me, I have Jordan here, Sir Dr. J.M. Are you LFT, Jordan? I'm going to be LFT if our boss keeps missing these episodes, you know? Yeah, I I, I know. I I I think I'm going to have to jump ships, you know? Or he he can't even (laughs) be convinced to come to his own show. Like, what's going on there? Yeah. But what happens if he comes back and then you're on three shows? Can you you keep up? (laughs) Oh, I don't know. We'll, we'll see. Well, I don't know. To answer that question, uh, we'll just go to the payload because there's lots of things to talk about in terms of the off-season. Uh, free agents. There's lots and lots of those. Moving the payload! Join me! Okay, let's start with, let's start with Vancouver. Um, we're we're going to talk a little bit more in defray about the official announcements, but uh, the two Canadian teams have uh, proceeded to announce uh, releases as well. Vancouver came out with a nice message, a nice graphic, thanking their staff. They began, um, we talked about this uh, a week ago with releasing Deepay, and now they came with the announcement to release pretty much the entire team. King, False, Mirror, Skyripa, Masa... Aztec. Is it the entire team? No, there's actually uh, one glaring omission in here. Aspire. What do you think? Is is it like a, a, a ploy to to see how this uh, might affect you know different dealings or potential dealings uh, between the other teams uh, for Vancouver, or is the plan to 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 keep Aspire for the upcoming season? I have to assume that the plan is to keep Aspire. I, uh, I just feel like what would be the point in, in not announcing his departure if they didn't intend to allow him to shop around? They could have easily done one of the, one of the things that many other teams have done where they say, you know, technically Aspire is still with our team, but we're allowing him right. to explore his options. I think we would have seen a message like that accompanying. Not even that. That's right. Yeah. But and- given we got nothing, I have to assume the plan is to build around Aspire. Yeah. So, so that's pretty much it. And, and if you had asked me if, if Vancouver were to keep a, a single player, right? Aspire would be it. Totally. So it's kind of like a flashback to, well, not really a comparable situation, but when Shockwave was brought back, <laughs> ironically, he was released uh, after a while. But then uh, Aspire is kind of that guy. He doesn't have more tenure than the other players that mm-hmm. were signed this uh, for this season. So clearly the plan for him is a little bit different. And then if we are already talking about a plan, and I know this is might not be... Uh, entirely Vancouver-related, but hey, we are the Vancouver Titans and Toronto Defiant Podcast, so we can speculate. There's a lot of rumblings. I'm going to get to my point. That's, that's how I roll. <laughs> but there's 
lots of rumblings about past American Tornado players mm-hmm. looking to group up. Um, one of those players is Aspire. So just let me give you a little idea of who these players, uh, um, maybe not a lot of people are familiar with who was on that squad, but but names like Hydron, Reiner, OG, Ultraviolet, Sam, and even False, who, who's been released on, on the Titans uh, recently. Kaluj as well, I saw too. Kaluj as well, that's right. That's another uh, great name. So yeah. you think there's something about that? And, and is it just like a rumor spreading from discords? Or, or maybe now with the market being as loose as it is, a lot of players are like, just, hey, let's just team up and, and see if it's an, a possibility. Yeah, I mean, it certainly is interesting. I I don't know what I really think is going on there. I, you know, I mean, obviously the players can only do so much to, to gather themselves together. Uh, so much right. of it is obviously on their agents and representation right. and things like that. But at the same time, I mean, if I, I saw a tweet earlier today that was kind of showcasing <coughs> all of those players there, there may have even been a couple more that, that you didn't name. Um, yeah, Speedily is another one. That's that, right. Uh, um, OG and Ultraviolet, maybe, from Atlanta. Yeah, I did mention those. But, but oh, yeah. there is literally a good squad in here that's mm-hmm. uh, hidden. Uh, um, you you definitely want Kaluge as your tank. If you bring on <laughs> Speedily or Hydron as your 3 DPS. And OG and Ultraviolet, we all saw yeah. uh, what they were able to accomplish as a, as a duo. Um, I like it. <laughs> the pool is very large, yeah. for sure. Yeah. Um, so, assuming Vancouver does go uh, um, North American talent, and I, I, I um, it's pretty much a given at this point that they're not going to go full Korean um, or Western, you know, North American yeah. slash Western uh, uh, pool. Uh, Boroy, you know what? What's easier than just signing up people who have a uh, uh, previous? Uh, uh, previous synergy built in. Mm-hmm. Like we, 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 Titans did do this before uh, quite successfully in their inaugural season. Now, they, they also did it less successfully <laughs> the second time around after the oh, right, right. initial team imploded, right? So it, it <laughs> right. does strike me very much as, um, you know... A Vancouver thing to do? Well, not so much. I, I was simply going to say no. that it seems like um, a good idea on paper... But you do have to wonder how it would work out in execution. Now, the difference between this team and maybe the the team that we saw come in after the the so-called reckoning, um, these guys all now have some experience under their belt and experience apart, which I think is an important part of it. They know not only, you know, maybe how to work together from the old days, but they know how things work in the league. They know how it is competing at this level and everything. And I do think that plays to their benefit if they were to come back together. Um, but my concern would be that, you know, they come back together and everyone expects them to be great. And sure, maybe they play well together, but without the right coaching, it's right. not really an adaptation. It's just more of what they were before, which <clears throat> could still be good. But at the same time, is it enough to really compete yeah. at this level? Right. And I would hope that with the right coaching staff and, and GM and things like that, they could maybe elevate them to that next level. Um, who knows? Yeah. Do I, do I truly think that all these people are suddenly going to end up on the same team? Probably not, but you could see the, there's a, a, 
higher likelihood that maybe one or two sure. more are attracted to the fact that, you know, Vancouver is an attractive place to be city wise. If you ask me, um, maybe that's just cause I'm Canadian and everyone seems to like BC, um, <laughs> regardless of the cost. But, uh, you know, it does strike uh, me as a, you just have to bring it up <laughs> where it really hurts, regardless of the housing market. Um, it just strikes me as a desirable place to be. Like, I mean, don't get me wrong. I haven't visited many of these States, but I would rather live in, uh, Vancouver than Washington. <laughs> I would rather live in Vancouver than Atlanta. Um, you know, that kind of thing. But, uh, who knows, who knows what the future will hold with Baroy at the, at the helm in theory. Yeah. And, and, and frankly, this rumor has been tied, not just Vancouver. Mm-hmm. I'm not just, I'm going to bring up the point that like, it's not still True. something that's necessarily tied to Vancouver. Hey, even Toronto, like, that's it. Let's just do a segue out of this. <laughs> Toronto went on and, and, not in the same way that Vancouver has done it. They actually went and, and gave out those thanks uh, or posts individually, uh, one after another. Um, I think they, they announced although, and then it was Muse, and then there was Finale, and then there was like a little break or something. Somewhere there was. There in between. They yeah. released Chorong after a day or two. Hadba, and then came along uh, some of the coaching staff there, uh, Docs, Yang from The Defiant. Yeah. Um, and... Under Casaurus, it does look like probably at least uh, a mixed, like a mixed roster at the very least, and and maybe focusing more on NA talent because uh, because Toronto were hurt by the visa pro- uh, visa process uh, personally as well True. as a team, and and it seems like a lot of the teams are are wary of that. And looking at the number of of talent that you have right now available. Um, under tank, back to that whole American tornado, uh, tornado, tomato, tomato, the American tomato, <laughs> American tomato. That's a great team. That's the name of the like episode. Outside of, of, of <laughs> mm, space, well, yeah, Kaluja is the biggest name, probably. Mikey, if you want to include him uh, there, I think Sam uh, on was DPS, on there too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, on DPS, yeah, we were bringing up DPS as well. Um, Shax is probably not part of American t- tornado, but once you go down that list, a lot of them are are Korean. Mm-hmm. Um, you do have Hydron. You still have Nero. Probably other players that I uh, I, I fail to remember. And then OG and and um, Ultraviolet, kind of like that. Sha- um, Bigus and, and Chaz, I think was it Chaz? Yeah, probably. Yeah. Who who were the premier Western uh, backline for support? And and it seems like it's a good plan to go down. Well, what do you think for Toronto? And clearly, we don't have much evidence for uh, what they have got cooking outside of of their, um, you know, new coach. Mm-hmm. Um, Toronto strikes me I, a little outside of like rebuilding mm-hmm. constantly. Mm-hmm. There's one constant. Toronto, they want to win. They want to do the right thing, maybe too eagerly at some points, but you can't really blame them for trying too hard, right? Mm-hmm. And they are willing to spend. Well, uh, I know that across the league, there's going to be a change yeah. on that, but at least comparably to the league average, yeah. um, it does seem like Toronto's uh, will be on, on at least above average, right? And I guess that's, that's kind of what I was struggling with there, <laughs> gathering my thoughts is that I've seen a lot of the complaints online and everything about how they keep 
throwing the team away and how every year is a rebuild year and how last year we were told we're going into a two or three year plan. Like we yeah. want to build around certain people. We want to build a program, yeah. not just a team. Um, and I've seen a lot of people complaining that now they've basically thrown that all out the window again. But to me, it doesn't necessarily seem like the worst plan. I mean, there are so many yeah. unknowns going into this season between Overwatch 2, 5v5, uh, new heroes, new maps, obviously the talent pool coming up from contenders. Um, For sure. And and on top of that, if you look at the longe- longevity of the league and the age of the league, anyone who is signed in year three and maybe had a two-year deal, that's now up, right? Or I yeah. guess it would have been year four. They would have played year four, played year five, and now that deal's mm-hmm. up. If they were signed at the start of year five and they only had a one-year deal, then they're now up. It it's very much strikes me as I understand that they had said publicly, this is our plan, uh, but I don't think it was... Well, a, plan can, a plan can change. Yeah, and I don't think it's bad that that's necessarily yeah. happened because these guys did not place to expectations of the org themselves, I would say. If they had been closer to expectations, if they had finished, let's say, probably top five, maybe top six, I would say we might see the majority of the team sticking around or at least maybe half of the team kind of thing. But given they didn't and, you know, given the circumstances around the coaching staff as well, where we saw the head coach depart partway through the season, who knows what those circumstances really truly were. Mm -hmm. Um, but I just have to assume that, you know, they saw the landscape and said, we don't want to be the odd ones out who just say, nah, we're going to, we're going to play it safe. Right. Because safe wasn't good enough last season. So, yeah. And at least they're willing to sink the money in. It seems like too. Yeah. I mean, I, I completely agree with you that maybe had the season gone a bit better for them, uh, met the expectations, not just like placement wise, but they had like that one blue chip guy, right, in a rookie in Chorong. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, he played well, but it's, he's not like a role star, or someone who who was constantly in the debate of who's going to be, you know, the rookie of the year. Yeah. Um, you know, second after <laughs> proper, of course. Yeah. Uh, but not even then. Um, and plus, Twilight it might be past his prime, and there's really no sense in keeping. Uh, um, sticking to the to that plan, right? What 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 do you do now? You rebuild around uh, more Korean players, more visa issues, and especially now that it seems like a roster apocalypse. We're gonna get there mm-hmm. in a second. Uh, I think it'll be foolish if you're not yeah part of that. Right? I mean, you know what? I think you hit the nail on the head there. It, it you would be foolish to not partake. I think uh, yeah. listening to another podcast, I think they said you know, today or whatever, that there's something like 94 free agents right now. Why yeah, would, why then, would you limit yourself and say, we're going to stick yeah, with our what, two? What are you sticking to here? Right? right. Like there are no results to show that exactly the previous plan was necessarily better. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's a 50, 50 at this point. Cause it was like the, the, the <laughs> yeah, almost team. exactly. Right. <laughs> yeah. And, and then on top of that, you bring in Kasora's, um, who, I'm I'm very hopeful that we'll see some some really good uh, good progress with him kind of at the helm. Um, given the history of what we've seen from other coaching staff that has come out of San Francisco, right? We saw Junkbuck leave 
San Francisco and right. go to Houston. And Houston had, for all intents and purposes, a very good season, a much better right. season than they've had since, I think, season one. Um, again, I didn't follow season one, but that's what I've heard. Um, and there was another person or two that actually came was out of the San the Francisco uh, system. Face, maybe? Yes, sure. No. <laughs> Could be. <laughs> I, I truly don't remember, but, sure. but I know it was, you know, that's, I think, <clears throat> what we have seen from some of these top teams is that they don't just build a team. They don't just put together the right pieces. They build a system and that's how you create success, right? That's why, I mean, right. let's rewind time and say back <clears throat> in the eighties, the Edmonton Oilers, you know, won a number of Stanley Cups in a row. Uh, that's why LA was able to do it back in the mid 2010s or something like that. I don't follow the league anymore, so right. it's tough for me to remember. But I digress. That's why Calgary has never done it more than once in a row. Um, <laughs> so, you know, it's it's all about that, right? Can you produce the system that produces results? And then those pieces can leave the system and have success elsewhere. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I completely agree. And and you, you just keep on experimenting until something works, mm-hmm. or at least... Is very close to working. There's yeah. no, there's no reason. Like, what what are you gonna do? Um, look at the Dallas Fuel, for example. Mm-hmm. They were pretty good last year. That's why you don't rebuild, right? Mm-hmm. You, you try again when you have something to to show for for uh, the plan progressing. Mm-hmm. Um, otherwise, what other teams we have here to comparison, like uh, to compare it to? Um, I mean, high is something very, very similar or teams that are fairly close. You, you don't, you don't want to stay in mediocrity. That's no. very risky. Yeah. Uh, um, I, I, yeah. I, I think if, if they had stuck with exactly the same team, I think we would have seen them drop down further is, yeah. you know, even if realistic. they keep like <clears throat> two or three players, four players, like we never see, <clears throat> we've never seen something consistently great mm-hmm. from either one even yeah. even uh twilight it seemed like he he'd have to step it up occasionally but there was no there was no way for him to really affect the game consistently yeah. in a way that would <clears throat> allow toronto to be more than who they were so yeah. <laughs> and and i think a large part of that one. comes down as well to the fact that supports have so much less <coughs> sort of pop-off potential in in sure. 5v5 in Overwatch 2, right? I mean, the uh, Blizzard slash Overwatch has talked about uh, reworking mm-hmm. support as a class just to make it more fun, make it more impactful. Because yeah. I think the general consensus is that support isn't the most fun to play right now. I mean, I, I still have fun with it, and I still find that it's, you know, fairly similar to how it was before. Um but uh but it's just when when your best best part of your team is your is your backline you know <clears throat> that that can't really be the case you know a little tough yeah and and it's it's funny that you mentioned it cuz it, it seems like they were finally able to kind of do that with the release of Kiriko true uh fun yeah she's fun and definitely we saw more potential mm-hmm, of truly mm-hmm. affecting the game with what we saw from players like uh Teru, Teru and, yeah, and, and you know who who is it? Fielder who plays her on on the on Dallas. Um, remind me who Gio. else they have on there. 
back line. Oh, yeah, I want to say Shit. Fielder. Yeah, it's Fielder on the flex support. I always confuse between Chiu and Fielder. Like, who's the one on the flex support? But yeah, it's and Fielder. Finn on uh, San Francisco, right? Violet Finn wasn't as well. Playing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Violet is definitely main support. Yeah, now, that's right. Uh, that's right. Forever. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's a good, good, really good point. And now that we've already kind of uh, smoothly and organically transitioned to talk about other teams, let's just get now not very organically. Uh, what's the name? Is like inorganic? Synthetic, synthetically <laughs> oh, okay. into the payload. <laughs> Here we are at in the fray. Actually, the payload. Is, you see, I'm not. I'm not doing this every week. Chris, Chris is going to have a fun time editing this. It, it's yeah. It's 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 a little rough around the edges. Um, but yeah, uh, like you said, 95 free agents. So okay, everyone's a free agent right now. Yeah. Looking at the official releases, though, we, we already discussed some of them. But since we were doing this all the time, let's just bring up again the officially released or, or re-signed uh, uh, players and coaches that we had. Um, we already discussed the, the big releases from Vancouver and Toronto. So uh, next came Lee Jagon from Shanghai Dragons, another role star premier, premier, one of the best main supports in the world who got released from Shanghai. We're going to talk about that whole uh, story as well because it's connected to something else. Might be even bigger than that. <laughs> Hochili from the um, Outlaws coaching staff was released uh, also faustus from paris now probably you can call them uh the las, las vegas. vegas eternal um kilo from san francisco shock another uh yeah. name that was brought up in many speculative posts about mm-hmm. maybe keeping him just because he's korean not <laughs> not a thing anymore <laughs> uh danny silence and finally brad were all let go off the atlanta rain coaching staff yeah um a very efficient post came out from the Washington Justice, just <laughs> announcing everyone. Yeah, uh, in the same vein of of uh, NYXL, I believe the one that did that before. Just everyone is free agent now, so mm-hmm. we will let go everyone. So that, of course, includes uh, players like Decay and 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 everyone else who's uh, with him on that boat. Then came uh, uh, Fitz Smurf. Iris, or Iris, I, I keep hearing it pronounced differently, and Vin Dame from uh, Shanghai, uh, from Seoul Dynasty, I meant to say. Uh, a lot of premier names from a very good team. So that's an interesting one. Uh, yeah. If Unless Shanghai are, are sorry, again, unless <laughs> Seoul is, is done, they are only left with Profit and Stalker. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and both are Flex DPS, and, and they're really uh, investing heavily in that. Uh, I can't really blame them. That's really well, where uh, yeah. the most impact can be gotten, and you can't do much better than these two guys anyways. Um, back to our list. Boston releases Punk, Crimson, and Valentine. And then Fusion decided to take uh, the other side of the road, and they announced re-signings for 
their entire coaching staff, actually, which is kind of an interesting mm-hmm. uh, point to, to probably it's safe to assume that they're going to keep uh, uh, doing the full Korean thing. Well, they did announce that, well, MN3 and Zest are still mm-hmm. uh, part of their uh, foundation. So uh, it does seem to be the case. And finally came out literally a couple of uh, uh, an hour ago, maybe not even a couple of uh, hours ago, <laughs> but Atlanta Rain re-signed Gator uh, as a head coach. So he's, mm. I assume, is not going to be playing again. Uh, so kind of like the, going down the same road that uh Players like Toby or, or Jake, who went into coaching a little bit, a very uh, welcome uh, transition for many, you know, good players out there. So, congratulations to Gator, who's going to be the head coach of the Atlanta Reign. So, basically, if your name is not Proper or Kevster or the other guys who are already kind of signed, <laughs> you're free to talk to other teams and get potentially signed to play on the roster for season six. And and I mean potentially because, you know, it, outside of proper and Kefster, we of course have players like Shu, Hanbin, you know, Dante, who will probably be kept by their teams, right? Because, you know, franchise players in, in a way. Yeah. I mean, I feel like nothing... Nothing is sacred at this point, um, you know, un- unless you are literally said that you are coming back, like, like the case with proper Kevster, you know, MN3 Zest, um, and a handful of others. Uh, and realistically, like, that comes back to, that really comes back to the Toronto argument, right? The names that these teams are keeping permanently there's even some really good ones that are being let go. It's only the really, truly kind of top tier ones that teams are locking down. You know, MN3 and Zest, I think keeping the two of them together in particular is a great yeah. idea. Um, obviously, if you have proper, you keep proper. If you have Kevster, you keep Kevster. Um, I forget, who is it with Soul? Uh, Profit and... Stalker. Stalker, yeah. And Stalker, I think, was a, a good pickup this season. He was new to the league, so... Um, you know, a good sort of development player and someone who working with profit can really probably learn and grow a lot. Um, so just those few off the top of my head, those are players that you have them on your team. You probably lock them down. Um, I mean, as aspires another one, right? Um, I think th- that's the right call, but outside of that, there's, there's not a lot that, you know, you don't want to explore. Um, even with I Dallas, lip, lip, even I think still is with uh, um, Shanghai. I'm not too sure about because there were a few question yeah. marks around uh, players that had maybe posted they were going to be doing their their military service and things like that just right, online right. and stuff. So void and, and yeah, yeah. Um, Plus, we have a bunch of people uh, moving on to Valorant, like Exe, yeah, and Carpe, Carpe. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Flera announcing also uh, former MVP in the league. Mm-hmm. Trying his uh, luck with Valorant. Yeah. Exciting We're going to talk about the big thing now. <laughs> if if you want to talk about the big thing. For sure. So an announcement came out officially from the Overwatch League, from Sean Miller, about how free agency is delayed to December 2nd due to regional, uh, regional licensing updates. So 
Here's the thing. <laughs> Overwatch League no longer has a licensing partner in China. Mm-hmm. So what does that mean? Essentially, if you want if you have like a, a product, a digital product like a video game, which is <laughs> fitting uh, a fitting description for Overwatch, <laughs> um you cannot just like, you know, post it on Steam and <laughs> or have people download it from your website. No. Uh, you have to go through these uh, companies. So NetEase is probably the biggest one in China that does just that. They're a huge Chinese conglomerate, and they filter through Western digital content, such as Overwatch or Overwatch 2. I, apparently, Overwatch is not even a sequel. Overwatch, sorry, Overwatch 2 is not even a sequel in, in China. It's pretty interesting. Yeah. Bit. Another thing to note is that NetEase is also the owner of the Shanghai Dragon. Mm-hmm. So... You want to have a game in China? You got to go through these guys. They're like your de facto uh, publishers if you're yeah. coming from the outside. So it's essentially a barrier of distribution that that Blizzard or any other team uh, or any other publisher, developer, and whatnot must use. Have been using, and Blizzard have been using them for years, over a decade, it seems mm-hmm. like. Um, well, there were, where they were working on a new deal, and and. I don't know the exact details. I don't think they were uh, necessarily posted officially anyway, anyway about the current negotiations to renew the deal. They have broken down and what that means, I, I, I forgot the, the date, but essentially Overwatch is not going to be playable or even accessible from, from China anymore anytime soon. What, what does that mean? Well, if you're located in China, if you're a player, a coach even a team, you literally cannot log into the game and play. And of course, yeah, go ahead. I was just going to say, yeah, a part to remember about all this is that Hmm. by having these agreements, that's basically how you get access to things like this. So without this agreement in place, you literally will not be able to, I mean, assumedly you could launch the game, but you won't be able to access anything. Um, right. it, it's just, you know, in countries like this, um, there's a tighter grasp and control on a lot of things like, like this. So you don't have a licensing deal. You don't get to play the game. You know what I realize now that people probably can't even listen to our podcast in China. I, I oh, you're probably right. That they could, but we, I, I don't know. I, we should talk to Chris. And see I mean, he has some, you know, ties within NetEase, but <laughs> probably not. I um, I work for yeah. an IT company, and uh, we had someone recently who was uh, traveling to China, not not with us, one of our clients, and mm-hmm. we basically had to tell him like, you're not going to be able to do a lot of things just from your laptop. Yes, it's coming from your company and everything, but the simple fact yeah. is, once you connect to the internet there you're going to be heavily filtered and, and probably monitored because you are a foreign visitor. Um, and that's just the way it is, right? Uh, it's government restrictions over there. Um, right. So, yeah. And, and just to like explain why it's such a big deal. Um, if you don't have the game, you cannot have <laughs> Overwatch League games. You cannot have a franchise in there anymore. And, and it's not just like, the Spark or or um, Chengdu, right? It's the Shanghai Dragons. It's it's these teams, these franchises. 
uh, not only that, uh, they account for such a big part of the APAC region, also in viewership. Like the mm-hmm. viewership from China is huge. People don't realize it, that it yeah. usually is even higher than the entire uh, uh, viewership um, population Twitch. of both North America and then Europe. Yeah. So a huge business ramification. So from what we know, which is not a lot, it doesn't seem like this impasse is something that's not fixable at some point Mm -hmm. it's just that right now it's broken yeah and therefore there are the delays that we're looking at and 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 the 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 tweet from the overwatch league also came with the you know uh big caveat that this has nothing to do really with uh, with the overwatch league team it's something much much bigger than that and of course it's not only about overwatch but games like warcraft and starcraft 2 i think every blizzard game really Outside of of, of um, uh, Diablo Immortal, right? Mm. It kind of gets a loophole through. Uh, I think the game was actually co-developed by by uh, NetEase, so maybe that's oh, why it's kind of different. Um, yeah, apparently they have phones in China. But, uh, <laughs> I did know that actually. <laughs> so it, it does get get a pass, unlike us here in in the West, we don't have phones. So um, yeah, it's. It's a big one, mm-hmm. right? It kind of uh, puts a halt on all of these, and we already seen teams like Shanghai or, or, or um, it was I think Seoul Dynasty, who weren't really sure what's going to happen with with their participation. And clearly, you know, if you're if you're from China, it's not like you're going to come out and like speak your opinion about what's going on or, or late maybe <laughs> yeah. leak stuff from from those negotiations obviously everything is very hush hush very yeah. uh, uh kept close and and it's you know it's it's understandable it's also a huge business uh um negotiation so maybe that's part of it um i hope that this does get resolved if not what do you do then <laughs> What do you do then? I mean, everything I've heard is that there's there's a couple options, but none of them would be simple and none of them would be easy, right? Yeah. The, the big one that people have talked about is um, all of the quote-unquote formerly Chinese teams would relocate to Korea and be based out of Korea, right? Because they don't, you know, NetEase doesn't have the... Uh, the publishing licensing agreement over there. Um is that realistic? I don't know. Like then you're also dealing with players and visas and they need to then travel and all that kind of stuff. And given everything we know about this publishing deal, is China going to be okay with that? You know, (laughs) are they going to say, yeah, you can go to another country to play this game, even though you can't play it at home. Um, Who knows? Right. I think that that doesn't strike me as necessarily the worst plan because we know that korea has a a long history with esports in particular um and probably has one of the better infrastructures to support something like this oh yeah but at the same time it that doesn't mean it's going to be easy and doesn't mean that you know it's not going to affect probably thousands and thousands of people and on top of that what does this all mean for viewership as well right um you know are people in china still able to or do they still have access to to view the game as they may have previously. And even if they do, I mean, in theory, 
people watching the Overwatch and, League want to then play Overwatch. So you're going to cut out a fraction of people because they, you know, they can't play it after watching a couple matches. They're just going to say, well, I'm not going to bother watching then, right? Yeah. And what does happen? What, what happens to Dubai and operational costs? Mm. Uh, there's uh, lots of deep pockets there in China that I'm not yep. sure it'll be as easy to find right now in 2022 uh, with, with how it seems like, you know, we aren't as, as, as popular. We, I mean, the league is not very popular with, with uh, uh, potential sponsorships. Um, who's going to pay for all of this, right? If we're talking about relocating this to, to Korea. Um, yeah, it's <laughs> Overwatch and Overwatch League. Like just, just when things start looking up, there's always something coming um, you know, around the corner to, to punch it in the face again. So, yeah, it's a doozy. A doozy indeed. Back, yeah, back to um, more issues. Apparently, the Overwatch League playoff incentives are still not completely rolled out. It's preposterous. Have you got yours? Remind me what's that? It's is it that Junker Queen orange gray skin thingy? So it was the orange and gray skins for Junker Queen for Kiriko Sojourn. and Sojourn. Um they saved uh, all of those for grand finals. There was also a name card, um the the Tracer Pulse name card. It's kind of like Tracer's guns like this with some whooshies uh, behind them. Um, and then I think there may have been a spray or two as well. Um, I only really know this because I saw that name card and was like, oh, that's really cool. And mm-hmm. I had not received it until I checked this most recent time. And I finally did receive that. But I oh, do not have all of the rewards still. I don't have, I think, any of the, the skins for Grand Finals. <clears throat> it's it's funny because now that you, you, you bring up the names, of course, it's like, you know, the new characters... Um, but I always, when I get tokens, since I uh, already have all the, uh, Titan skins, uh, available, I'm always checking again and again, when, when are they going to put in Junker Queen and, and Sojourn, uh, into the game and Kiriko now, right? And they're not even there for, for the regular team skin skins. And I, we know that those skins exist, exist because we see them on, on stream a lot of the time, um. So it's maybe just a technical thing that they need to resolve. I don't know. Maybe it's a game-breaking thing or something. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. It really struck me as weird. And it was funny because I did pay attention and realized that I hadn't gotten these, you know, at, yeah. the, at the time of Grand Finals or shortly after. And I just kind of figured it was coming eventually. Um, but the fact that, like, it's kind of just coming now but it's even still it's not fully i know fixed or working um it's yeah. it does does scream a little foul you know well it's to me it's literally unplayable very true and very true without those skins. I'll, I'll 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 go off of that and and mention the november 17th patch that made it even less playable since uh <laughs> genji got nerfed <laughs> pretty hard for you maybe um yeah we, we got a, a balance patch coming in I, I mean other characters got adjustments I'm, i i don't really care but <laughs> seriously though like <laughs> all we, that we matters got may is back. apparently may, may was uh locked i never noticed <laughs> uh <laughs> she's back to the lineup uh zarya that's a good adjustment she got uh, a little bit of a, of a nerf there reduced the duration of her bubbles between two and a half seconds to two seconds big mm-hmm. big big nerf 
I mean, her bubbles did feel a bit oppressive unless you were yeah. like playing a, a Zarya yourself or something like that. It seemed like it would go on forever. Yeah. Um, crossplay, that's an interesting one. Aim Assist has been enabled for console players in crossplay lobbies. This was only affect casual game modes. So is there like a, an indicator of some sort when you go, when you do play in, in casual lobbies, if someone is from console or not? So there, it's funny because you would think I would know this. I know in Overwatch 1, it was clear. Um, I think when you... There was an icon? Yeah, when you, um, like, you know how you would bring up the scoreboard and the old scoreboard where it had all, you know, right. player frames and everything. I think uh, there was yeah, an indicator yeah. there, or maybe if you paused it and went to the social menu, it would show you there. I know it had an indicator. I have never noticed it in Overwatch 2, and I have actually played crossplay with some friends that are on, on PC and uh, just kind of peeking at the menus and stuff. I didn't notice it there. Um, I also, at the same time, though, didn't notice the transition from aim assist to lack of aim assist or or vice versa <laughs> maybe that says something about uh, hopefully how good i am at the game but maybe it says something about how bad i am at the game i don't know so <laughs> i can't really blame you aiming with with the thumbsticks sounds uh, really hard <laughs> and and for me that's you know that's what i always played first person shooters on so for me it's like yeah. second yeah. nature I, I too like to uh i too like to eat my soup with a fork <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's interesting. Uh, a, a curious point about whether you can actually tell if someone is from console or not. I, I, there I must be a way. It's where I remember it. Like, yeah. from Warzone, you can definitely see. Yeah, and that's true. Games. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and then there's, like, a, a, another update on adjustments to matchmaking. Numerous adjustments have been made to determine a player's skill tier and division when being placed into a competitive match. It's pretty vague wording to some issue that might have occurred with, with weird uh, uh, matchmaking issues, but they just said there was an issue and we fixed it, apparently. And more, even better, like, check out the blog to get the full rundown. I'm not going to... I know, right? Teasing us. I implore you all, if you care, uh, go and, and read the blog. Did you check the blog post? You know, I've got to admit, I did not check the blog post. Um, oh, here we go. This is... <laughs> what? Uh, rewind a sec. What did you say right before the the check the blog post part? Um, about the matchmaking. Matchmaking. Uh, yes, I was gonna say this is one thing that boggles my mind. How have we not figured out matchmaking at this point? Like, not not just Overwatch, not just Overwatch Two. How has nobody figured this out? We've mm -hmm. I've been playing first person shooters in particular online for many years at this point and people had been playing them for many years before i was yeah how have we not figured out some form of matchmaking that is reasonable um i don't even want to say fair because i know there's always going to be people that say it's not fair you know i should be paired with yeah. a mix or something like that but you know i i just don't understand maybe elo is really hard to do when when we're dealing with a team game i don't know um, just to tell you a little bit about my personal experience, when, when Overwatch 2 dropped, um, I dropped along with it, my SR did, it, oh, me too. I played, I, I tried to play all day, <laughs> and I literally got, like, eight or nine DCs oh, in yeah. my games from my team, and I was, I, I started out in, in Bronze 5. 
Me too. Me too. So I had to, and and I know there was this bug, but when mm-hmm. the bug was fixed, I I'm, I was pushed up to bronze three, and and I I've just I was spending most of my battle pass, most of my seasons just get uh, grinding back to to gold, which I was able to do finally. Mm-hmm. But man, it's like it feels like I'm not alone in in this sort of predicament. Mm-hmm. Maybe there's other people who are not necessarily uh, in their uh, correct. Here and, right. and maybe it's just like an Overwatch two thing. It's still a new system, despite you know MMR not resetting. But mm-hmm. there's an, a huge influx of of new players. Maybe that's another thing that kind of throws the system into a loop a little bit. I don't know. There's like always also uh, things that you need to account for as Smurfs or, or, or players who do you know yeah. ranked GM things. I strongly I don't feel know if that's yeah if that's possible now with the single account, but. I mean, people are always going to find a way or people will just, you know, have more than one number, something like that. But I strongly feel like, um, like the increase in player base should benefit anyone who's been playing as, as long as we have. And it clearly has not benefited me. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah. Like we should, you know, in theory, we should dominate in some form or another but yeah. uh, well i i'm now back in my my like normal uh, uh neighborhood sure. i'll let you know if it actually yeah. has still a lasting effect and i'm still winning most of my games which was the case for until now but we'll see mm-hmm. um I, it's it's a bit different to play like i don't know it's it's it feels much more different than i thought it would be to play 5v5 yeah. and i feel it most impacting my support play, obviously. Uh, right. Tank is an entirely different animal, but now I feel like tanks feel so much more different from one another than ever before. Right. Uh, since you're the, the lone tank, and it's just like almost a rock, paper, scissors sort of thing now. Mm-hmm. Uh, at least in, in low to medium ELO yeah. where we play. So, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, one last bit of news. Oh, actually, yeah, that's the news that broke literally uh, minutes before we started. Uh, oh, yeah. Uh, connected to record. We're getting some updates for Overwatch 2, the season 2 reveal. So, season pass, it's about to, fi- to, to, to end. Did you, did you finish your season pass yet? Uh, I was going to say, this sounds like a good time to do a battle pass check. Do you know where you're at? Yeah. Ooh, I'm like... Is it up to 80, right, to get yeah. the Genji? 80 is the Genji. I'm like 77, uh, 76. Nice, nice. Pretty so close, pretty close. I'm going to get it. Back when back when I think we had <clears throat> 25 days to go in the Battle Pass, so this would have been over a week ago, um, mm-hmm. I actually looked at how much XP I had left to gain. Then I did the calculation of only doing dailies every day. You get 9,000 XP. Here's how much you'll get. Then I did calculations adding in if I did weeklies every week and blah, 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 <laughs> nice. just to see how far I would get. And I did at that point confirm I'm going to get this thing. No problem. Um, but then shortly after that, I actually just life got in the way and I have played once mm. in the past, I think week, week and a half. So I think I'm at 74, 75. So I'm still definitely going to make it. Struggle we still have, real. we have just under two weeks now to, to complete the battle pass. I'm definitely going to be able to get there. Even if I just do the dailies, um, you know, three dailies a day or whatever will easily get me there. Um, but yeah, I, I'm not quite there, but I could have been there a week ago if I had been playing at the same pace that I played most of the battle pass. Right. And from there, it's all just, just those titles. But, uh, 
I really just wanted to get that first mythic skin. Um, I'm honestly kind of crossing my fingers that I'm not interested in the next mythic skin <laughs> for the simple fact of <laughs> I want to yeah, start playing God of War <laughs> and I, I haven't picked it up yet, but I'm, you know, I'm just going to buy it online so I can either. get it whenever I want, but I'm, I'm just in a, in a total media blackout. I agree. Yeah, me too. Me too. But, uh, yeah, and it's been getting dangerously, uh, uh, I know worse the, on, on the social feeds. The big media sites are starting to post things and, it's always yeah. like spoiler for the first half a second of the video, and then it's like, yeah, oh, there's the someone losing like, their head. Are you an Android? No, I'm not actually. Mm, so we have this news app, and and it just like curates news. Oh yes, uh, towards <laughs> your interests, and it's fine. It works uh, well enough for other stuff, but man, those <laughs> stupid websites that just feed off of uh, you know posting clickbaits mm-hmm. and spoilers and and their uh, um, titles. It's just awful yeah I, I i removed i went into the app luckily you can do that it's just like i'm oh, yeah. not interested in god of war <laughs> at all at least until i I'm hate this done, game <laughs> done playing the game yeah i hate it it's a stupid game I don't know. it's really hard to not curse at this point anyway so we're not gonna add more work for chris um back to the topic we were discussing uh season two yeah it's coming up and we're getting a quick update really, really soon. I think it's this weekend. Yeah, November 26th is when we get the first world premiere of Ramatra gameplay. So we've seen, we've heard a little bit about what he does with a cool uh, energy field that drops uh, flyers down and his two shapes. Finally, we're going to see it all in action and crisp, uh, directly captured video um and then after the day after that we we're gonna get a five-part series um with developer updates about ramatra and then more news world premiere for season two gameplay trail this is a weird one what what's a season two gameplay trailer i have to assume this is the equivalent of um when they released that big trailer kind of highlighting, Hey, it's the cyberpunk Mm. theme. Hey, you know, Uh, it's the mythic Genji skin. It's the, whatever that creepy doll looking one is for soldier. No, for Kiriko. Um, yeah. Where they also showed off like that road. Shilling shilling the battle pass. Yeah. 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 Basically premium battle pass here with the, also I see they wrote season two content roadmap. And finally, December 2nd, Mm -hmm. this is pretty exciting. New map reveal. Hmm. Didn't we get like some glimpses of a map that's still unreleased, like Johannesburg or something like that? Um, South uh, Africa, I believe. We've got a few at this point, right? Because we know there's oh, an in India, India map well. coming. We know there's uh, the the Torbjorn <sighs> Swedish map coming. Um, really? I, I, that's the first time I hear of it. That's cool. That that one um, is it, one of the more known ones. Like they showed that really? one a while I back. Um, I think we knew about that one before we knew about uh, Esperanza. Um, I probably forgot about it. Yeah, I'm sure once you saw it, you'd, you'd probably recognize some of it. We see like Torbjorn's factory and stuff like that. So, and you and you have to say Ishperanza. I think we, we, we already <laughs> That's right. I wonder what type of map it's going to be. Is it push again? Um, I'm hoping for a team deathmatch. No, I'm just kidding. Um, oh yeah, <laughs> I love how they do that. Remember how they returned? Uh, they they put Necropolis back into the game. Happy <laughs> yes, my life. that's that's right. That's right. Um, <laughs> I don't know. It would make sense for it to be a push map, given given the lack of push maps we have at this point. It would be nice to see. I mean, 
Yeah. I, I don't, I don't really care. I, I'd like to see any new map. I, I like the new maps. I also kind of think it would be cool if they would do, um, maps like the same location in different game modes, right? Give me a push map that also takes place, um, in the Toronto area and maybe has some crossover with, with, uh, 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 whatchamacallit, um, or give me an escort. I think I said, give me a push map. That mm-hmm. is a new queen street map. Anyways. Yeah. I meant, give me, give me an escort map that is in Toronto that maybe, you know, has a path that goes through that center lane of, uh, of new queen street and then continues on or something like that. You could easily just fence things off. I imagine, but I'm not a developer. What I want to do, what I, what I want them to do is I, I really miss Hanamura and Anubis. I want them to kind of rework those maps. Oh, totally. And- yeah. Put them back in, in the uh, Volskaya can die. I was gonna say, but not Volskaya, not Volskaya. Yeah, <laughs> yeah totally. Screw that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so ah, uh, I think we're out of news. Um, okay, so uh, here we are at the end of the show and the end of the fifth Overwatch League <laughs> season. We already talked about it this a little bit. Also, at the end of season one in Overwatch two right now, and maybe at the end of all <laughs> seasons in China. <laughs> hopefully not uh yeah no battle pass for china it seems like uh yeah i uh, guess not the second season and uh we're here to stay though so please support us with you know subscribing to our uh feed follow the pod follow our uh tweets like them and share them that helps a lot we'll appreciate that greatly Today I was your host at Omnistrife, and with me, of course, Jordan at Sir Doctor JM, the guy who likes podcasting about Overwatch so much he does it twice. So yeah, one man watch point, and maybe even a third one, right? We already kind of we'll see, we'll see as well. I, I might might jump ship and just you know leave this one behind if our if our fearless leader is so fearless. Yeah, while well, these. Huge negotiations happen between Blizzard and NetEase and, and you and Chris. We have some time to work on that because unless something crazy happens, we will be back in two weeks. That's right. Um, we're going into officially now the off-season mode of a bi-weekly podcast. So that's all. Jordan, any final thoughts and or words of wisdom? Um, my words of wisdom are... Finish your battle pass in preparation for mm-hmm. for season two, and uh, just just so we're clear, I believe that means our next episode would be posting on December the seventh. Is that right? Yes. Okay. So that's the Wednesday, December the seventh. We will already have uh, the released new con- the well the teased new content. That's right. To talk about and. Uh, Hopefully some signings yeah, and movements. Good stuff. For me, uh, all I want to do is um, wish good luck to the Canadian national oh, good call. football team. Good call. That's right. It's called football. Football. Because there is a ball and there are kicks that occur to the ball, unlike hand egg or whatever that sport is. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, good luck. Catchphrase!